0: You're listening to Love Talk Live with the relationship expert, Jamie Bronstein, only on LA Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Love Talk Live. Today I have with me Eve Lahijani. Hello everybody. She is a nutritionist, registered dietitian, lots and lots and lots of, she wears lots of hats, right? And she has lots to say. So we are going to get started. I'm going to read your bio so that people can understand how extraordinary you are. Why, thank you very much. So this is Eve. Eve Lahijani is a registered dietitian nutritionist and has a TEDx talk. Let's just stop there for a second because not everybody has a TEDx talk. I don't know if you're aware of that, but pretty amazing. So everybody tune in and listen to what this lady has to say because we're going to be talking about relationships and how relationships and food, your relationship with food can affect your relation your romantic relationships also. So, anyhow, so her TEDx talk was called Trust Your Hunger and Make Peace with Food. Her talk is about her own story overcoming body image and eating issues. Eve taught body image and nutrition classes and workshops at UCLA for nearly a decade. Now Eve loves working full-time in her private practice where she is helping people from all over the world cultivate peace and ease with food in any situation no matter what is happening in their lives and I feel like even in your bio it's just so your personality and like that love that comes through and and you can just it's your passion about what you do
1: yeah really thank you so much for having me here I'm so excited to share like tools and everything I know with your listeners
0: and before we even go even further you is it about once a week you post a little video Yes, on YouTube, and I also posted on my
1: Facebook on some aspect about food,
0: and we will get to that at the end of how you can contact her. But I mean, these—they're entertaining. She's just very down to earth and real, and you—you you speak very authentically, and um, you're a huge inspiration. So,
1: oh, thanks so much. Likewise,
0: thank you. So, um, tell us a little bit about your story, how you got into doing this, how you feel like maybe it's affected your relationships in the past and how your clients, it affects your clients' relationships.
1: Oh, this is, do you have all night? Where do we start? I know, I have so much to say. Absolutely. That's why I do what I do is because of my own struggles with body image and with food. And the way it all started was, it was one night I was invited to somebody's house for dinner on a Friday night. And I remember thinking about it the whole week leading up to that dinner. I was thinking, oh my goodness, I'm going to overeat when I get there and so the whole week I was dreading that dinner I was so afraid of what I would do with food if I would overeat because that's what my pattern was was Mm -hmm. to overeat and sure enough it was that Friday night and it was a friend's house that we were going to I was going with my family and sure enough I was already stuffed at the appetizers totally full but I continued during dinner I overate Afterwards, they serve Mm. fruit. I overate. Middle Eastern families, they serve a lot of layers of food. And with each layer, I overate more and more and more. So what I dreaded came to fruition. And I was so mad at myself. Mm. I was so mad at myself. I had to leave. I I went into the bedroom, somebody's bedroom of the household. And I just started. I was looking up at the ceiling. I didn't want to ruin my mascara. (gasps) And I just started crying because I was just so mad at myself. You would never think, you know, like that something like this was going on with me, it totally ruined the night. I wasn't present. Mm -hmm. I didn't have conversations with anybody, at least not anything meaningful, because I was so in my head. I was so obsessed. I was so afraid of what was going to happen with food.
0: And it happened.
1: And it happened. Talk about law of attraction right there.
0: Self-fulfilling prophecy.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. And so at that person's house, I made a promise that if or now when, now I know that it's a when, if or when I solve this eating issue, I'm going to make it my life's mission to help other people have peace with food. At the time, I didn't have a name for it. I didn't know what I was going through. But all I knew it was, was that it was impacting who I was in relationships, when I traveled, how I interacted with people, how I, who I showed up as when I went to work. It impacted every facet of my wow. life. And wow. so that's why I made the promise that if I get to the bottom bottom of this, I'm going to make it my life's my life's mission to help anybody else who's struggling with food as
0: well. And what's just coming to me right now is it's so, and I think about this a lot, it's so interesting. We all come into this world with different things we need to work on, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we sign up for it before we get here, right? Right. So it's like, I'm going to choose the eating issue, or I'm going to choose the anxiety issue, or I'm going to choose the family issue, the, this relationship. So I when I look at any situation or any any issue that somebody comes to me with, I just feel like, okay, I don't judge it, which obviously you don't do either. Okay. So like you don't judge it. It's just like, okay, so this is what this person's going to work on. We all need to work on certain things. Absolutely. And my category, at least
1: up until then, was food.
0: And I was just, it was all consuming. It sounds like it was. And I'm so happy that you got to the point where you had the acknowledgement of this and you realized you did not want to go on like that and not only that you actually wanted to inspire people also how to change their lives.
1: Absolutely and so speaking of you asked me the question about relationships so yes. is it okay if I share a little bit how I see eating issues actually reflecting what might be going on in a relationship.
0: Yes I, and I think our viewers would adore hearing this.
1: Yeah it's very interesting because oftentimes for many of my clients what's happening with food is like a barometer of what's happening or how they feel about what's happening in the relationship. And so I I remember long ago one of my mentors said an eating issue really isn't about food at all. An eating issue is actually a voice box issue. Is that this person is having a a troubling time communicating Mm -hmm. what is going on within themselves. So instead they use food or what they're gonna, what they're doing with their body image metaphorically, and I want to share some examples. Yeah, and I'm sharing from clients that I've worked with over the years, things that I've seen, and um, oftentimes what happens for a lot of my clients, because I work mostly with women, is feelings crop up in the relationship. Let's say you know their husband, you know, has a nine to five job, their parents, they have kids, uh, the mom might be the 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 wife might be the homemaker, right? So a lot of their the work that they do. Isn't, you know, they don't get paid for it. So it may not be valued. So let's say that's the scenario And my client might be feeling feelings of resentment or feeling upset. They're feeling bad naturally. Yes, naturally People who tend to struggle with food tend to internalize that feeling they think oh I feel bad Therefore I must be bad Mm, and therefore I need to they use food to punish themselves so whether they're punishing themselves by overeating or restricting or overexercising, I'm like hitting my microphone here. They're using food to to communicate that punishment, that Could anger we on stop the inside there for
0: cuz that's eye-opening. Yeah. So cuz I don't know if I've ever heard that it's it said in that particular way. So I'm feeling bad, I must be bad. Yes. I mean that's eye-opening.
1: Yeah, people who internalize their feelings don't blame how they're feeling on what's going on on the outside.
0: Cuz most people do blame what's going on on the outside <laughs> in Differ- general. Different
1: personalities.
0: Yeah, so this this is particular with yes. with people who struggle with food. food. They feel Intern- like in turn,
1: yeah, go ahead.
0: No, they internalize it. It's yes. just reflecting. Yeah, yeah.
1: they're saying that they think that there's something wrong with me. Therefore, I have to fix it by overexercising, by being ultra restrictive with
0: food or by binging.
1: By overeating or eating foods and feeling too stuffed and bloated, they may, they may punish themselves for feeling that way.
0: And this all ties into, I'm guessing, with emotional eating. Like Oprah talks about that a lot, emotional eating, where you eat your feelings. Do you talk about that at all? Absolutely. That's a type
1: of emotional eating. Or for some people, it may look like emotional undereating. that right. they deprive themselves.
0: Because they don't deserve
1: food. Exactly, because they're so bad. And it happens on a very subconscious level. They don't realize that they're doing this.
0: Right, right. Yeah.
1: Another way that this might show up that might be interesting is um, clients who want to avoid physical intimacy with their partners.
0: Because of their body image of themselves.
1: Well, they use their body image and they use their overeating as it's an, an excuse, excuse for not getting close.
0: Yes, that's their excuse. So what, un- what do you find is underneath that what is the real reason why they don't, and it's probably across the board, but what is the real reason why they don't feel comfortable getting close or intimate?
1: There could be so many different reasons. It's just as nuanced for each person. They could be upset at their partner. They could feel like they have feelings for somebody else and they feel guilty. It could be so many, so many different reasons. But as I said, instead of articulating that to themselves or to the other, They use food metaphorically. So oftentimes what they're feeling, they're not just trying to keep it from the other person. Oftentimes they also might be trying to keep it from themselves. And it's a very interesting and creative way that they end up manifesting that separation in their lives.
0: And then all of this just goes back to what we talk pretty much on every episode of the show, because everything goes back to being your authentic self. Mm -hmm. In all of that, because what I'm just sensing from this whole thing, the energy of it is just chaos. And trying so hard to, to really not be yourself or trying so hard to navigate and control and, and, or, and manipulate. But if someone just took a deep breath and checked in, right, and this is, I'm assuming what you do, to, say, to look at themselves and say, is this really authentically me? Does, am I comfortable doing this? Am I at peace, right?
1: Absolutely. But it takes a lot of courage to do what you
0: just said. And that's why she helps her clients. Absolutely.
1: It's, it could be so scary for somebody to admit to themselves, especially the people who struggle with food, you know, to admit to themselves that, you know, I'm upset, or I'm upset at this person, or, you know, it's a very, very fascinating thing. So, yeah, what you're talking about of becoming present, and tuning into what's happening with yourself, is something that a lot of my clients feel is very advanced.
0: Oh, yeah. So they feel, they come to you, and... Like, what do they say? Do they say, oh, I that's not for me, or I can't do that? Absolutely. Or that sounds so scary, or I'm feeling something. What do I do?
1: <laughs> you know, they they never take the time to say, hey, feeling. It's in the word. You, you feel it. Yes. You know? So oftentimes, food takes the place of feeling, the feeling. Yeah, to avoid
0: the feeling. Absolutely. And a lot of the work that I do, and that obviously you do, too, is we encourage our clients to just feel. Yeah. Feel those feelings, because they're not going anywhere. Right. <laughs> If you don't feel them, they're going to come back or they're just going to, they're going to affect everything in your life, which is what you're saying.
1: Absolutely. And for my clients, it definitely shows up in their food. Something else that I think, because it also it has to do with relationships and love. What a, a basic need that many people have is this feeling of unconditional love. Mm, they yes. want to be unconditionally loved. Little since we're little kids we want to know that we're unconditionally loved. I'm I'm sure I'm preaching to the choir. So little kids, you know, they test their parents, you know, like even if I do this, will you still love you me? You still love me? Yeah, right? And so it turns out some adults do this in their partnership. They do this with their partner. Will you still love me if I eat this way or <gasps> if I look this oh, way? They
0: test them. They like test- how much do you love me? Absolutely. They don't know that they're doing that. Wow.
1: And what's really happening, what's really interesting is what they're really seeking is their own self-love, Yes, the unconditional self-love within. So I thought these were all interesting ways on how food or the relationship with food or what somebody does with their body could actually show up in relationship.
0: Absolutely. And once again, we talk a lot about on the show the self-love and how it's so important to unconditionally love yourself if you want to manifest whatever you're manifesting a person, that's what we usually talk about, or a job or anything. But specifically, when you you want to manifest love and that authentic right love, it's so important to like really have done that work to reside from your authentic self and unconditionally love yourself. So can you give us an example? So a client comes in.
1: Wait, wait, can I say something about that? Because when it comes to body you know, unconditional self-love with body, that's particularly hard for people because that's not ever what we're taught. Have you ever seen a commercial that teaches you? I mean, more recently, maybe some right. of those Dove
0: commercials. So it's And the oversized, the big whatever models, the right. plus-size models.
1: Right, absolutely. We're It's, it's start, happening. It's starting to happen. But it's such an act, it's such a courageous act to love yourself where you
0: are now. Love that you're bringing that up. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I mean, so... Because sometimes I think about, you know, I see I see these plus-size models and I see them giving this message. And so, let's say a client comes in, how like how do you take them from that road of they come in and and they don't believe that they could ever, I'm guessing this happens, ever feel comfortable in their body? How do you get them from point A to point Z?
1: Oh, such a beautiful question, and it really is a process. It's not instant. But I feel like it begins with starting a relationship with the body. Oftentimes when people come to see me, there's just pure rejection.
0: Mm, Separation.
1: Absolutely. They don't like the way the body looks. They don't like it when the body is hungry. They're resentful when they have to go pee because they have to take time. They just have I'm like that
0: all day, every day. (laughs) (laughs) Can we talk? talk? (laughs) I never stop peeing. But anyhow. (laughs)
1: well well, you're a well you hydrate yourself most women yeah so you know there's like this resentment towards the body so it begins at learning how to be okay with the body let's not say love
0: let's start let's
1: start being Okay. okay and acceptance and accepting the signals of the body so that's what i talk about like in my tedx talk that's part of what i talk about is learning how to listen to the signs of the body which is so It's what we're meant to do. And it's interesting because so many people, especially now in in the communities that we run in, many people talk about, I want to be intuitive or I want to be insightful. However, they cut themselves off from their source of intuition, which is their body. So it's very fascinating because as people start this communication and this communion with their bodies, they notice that their intuition is better. Mm, mm. They notice that they're talk about authenticity. They know more about who their authentic self is. And they just show up in life differently. And so as they start respecting the person that they are, they're less fixated on their body because they're starting to like themselves.
0: Yes, yeah. I mean, I, I see so often where people, when they don't feel like, I don't know, if they don't feel like they have a lot to offer in this world or, or gifts to give, and it's so they're so focused on, scale or what they look like it really just takes away from everything else that is supposed to be flowing in their life
1: that's exactly why i do the work that i do and in the emails because i have people reaching me from all over the world they send me beautiful amazing emails and part of what they write is they could see that this fixation on food and the food obsession is keeping them from being fully self-expressed that they're not being the the being that they know they could be in this world. It's like jail. Like jail. I don't know
0: if they have said that, but that's what I'm sensing. Jail, they're not free.
1: Yeah, and so that's part of what we work on. And it's amazing because as they start resolving what's happening with food, they become the artists that they always wanted to be. The mother, the lawyer, the therapist, or whatever. They're, they're able to show up more fully in their lives because they're no longer in that jail. It's yes. Really, It's really remarkable. And again, why I feel so blessed to do the work that I do, because it's almost like I'm freeing people from the jail. I'm just giving them the keys, and they're learning how to unlock their own door. And it's, ah, oh, I, I love it.
0: I can <laughs> tell you love it. I know you <laughs> love <about> it. Talk about love. <laughs> so I have a question about, because we spoke before this, and one thing that really stuck out was how food can be self-love. And I'd love to hear about more about like how food can be self-love, and then also how to listen to your body when to say yes and when to say no. But really just to respect what's going on.
1: Absolutely. Anytime somebody is reaching for food, it's an act of self-love, the best that they know how to do, whether or not they're hungry. Because if they knew a better way, even somebody who is emotional eating, and for people who are emotional eaters, I really want you to hear this. Um, Even if you're reaching for food and your body body doesn't need it, that is an attempt to love yourself.
0: Because you're taking care of yourself.
1: The best way you know how.
0: At that time. At that time. There
1: could be a better way and there probably is, especially if you're not hungry, there probably is a better way. But it's really important to know that because oftentimes emotional eaters, they get so mad at themselves that they're eating emotionally that it causes even
0: more emotional eating. It keeps it
1: happening longer. So I forgot the question because I got so excited. Uh, Can you ask that
0: again? Well, it was kind of, it was two thoughts. It was, it was how can food be self-love? Oh, right, Because you had mentioned that. And then also just how to listen to your body, when to eat and when not to eat. But even before we go there, and hopefully we'll remember the other part. (laughs) um, I just love, I feel like what you just said is so empowering to people because there are people out there. I've had tons of clients that kill themselves over I was sad and I ate the, you know, the pint of ice cream or whatever it is. And then they shame themselves, you know. But what Eve is saying is that actually you can sh- you can shift that and you can get empowered by that choice because that's just what you decided to do in the moment. But it doesn't mean that you need to do this for the next five days and kill yourself.
1: Absolutely. And be mad
0: at yourself. So it's like kind of like how to bounce back after that.
1: Absolutely. is is really imp- how to bounce back after that is a whole nother conversation that I teach my clients because that's big, you know. Because oftentimes when food clients make that food mistake, they're just so devastated and mad at themselves that it continues and it gets worse. Yeah. But back to what you're saying, think about it this way: eating is nurturing. It really is a way of nurturing ourselves. It's a way to fuel ourselves and to feed our bodies. And so a way I like to conceptualize it is that we got good at filling this tank. And so my clients need to learn how to start filling this tank, the heart mm. tank. So so when they see themselves reaching for food, they start understanding that, oh, one of my tanks need filling. Is it really this one? Or maybe it's this one. They start asking themselves that question. And so part of, part of you had like such a triple part question. I have so much. I'm like so excited. Can't to wait to get over. to the softball part because yeah. that was
0: definitely a part. But go on.
1: Yeah. So. Part of learning how to say yes to yourself, actually with my clients, learning how to say yes to themselves comes first when it comes to relating to food. Because many clients who come to me, I call them um, diet sur- survivors you know, mm-hmm. because they've been through so many diets. They have diet trauma. They're so afraid that food is going to leave them at any second. You know, um, it's, it's very fascinating. So part of what I work with my clients is teaching them how to feed themselves again. And it's very interesting because a lot of them know how to feed their partners. And they know how to feed their kids. Children, yeah. yeah. So they know what that is, but they don't give themselves that sense of worthiness or that, you know, that love. So part of what we talk about is them learning how to feed themselves with love again. What does that mean? What kind yeah. of foods are you truly craving? You know, how could you give it to yourself in a loving way? That doesn't mean standing in front of a refrigerator, you know, eating straight out of the right. refrigerator without heating it up. My clients do those types of things. It's learning how to eat in an honorable way. In a self-loving way, just like if you had a guest coming over to your house,
0: you know, you'd want to give them, you'd want to treat them with the utmost respect, and give them beautiful foods. But here's my question for that. Yes. So, say there's a client who says, "Well, the only food that's going to make me happy is um, pizza, and then also cheeseburgers."
1: I'm going to pause you right there because even in your languages, even in your language, the only food that's going to make me happy—that's not what food is
0: for. But didn't you just say that that you said that you that clients need to learn how to feed themselves with what they want to eat?
1: Absolutely. And that also includes foods that make their body feel great. So that's also part of the question is how does that Does make a hamburger
0: your, make you feel good?
1: And for some of my clients, yeah. I feel awesome after a burger. But then a few weeks later, you know what? Maybe the burger without the fries. And then a few weeks later, I wasn't crazy craving a burger. I got something else. So it's very interesting how what they think they must have tends to evolve as they give themselves permission to have it, as they learn how to listen to the signals of their body, as they learn that that food is no longer off limit. They're no longer eager to hoard it and get it all now.
0: And it sounds like what you do is you don't say like, you have to do this right now which would be so regimented and the, the depriving thing mm-hmm. it sounds like you really just go on this journey with them and it really is a beautiful way to heal an eating issue because it's, it's like you're you're there the whole way yeah and and i don't know how exactly you, you work but you can tell our viewers but it seems like you're pretty hands-on like you're available somebody's like having a bad day and they're like, I ate a cheeseburger, what do I do?
1: Oh, absolutely. So different clients work with me on different levels. Like some, some clients even have my cell phone number and they could text me if they sign up That's for wonderful. that. Yeah. So there's a lot of different ways I'm very accessible for my clients because I know they could heal this. And I know how much it could interfere with the sense of well-being and you know their happiness in life. So I'm very, as I come in as committed as they are to get to the bottom of this and have true healing. So, part of feeding yourself with love, I hope I'm answering it, is learning how to listen to yourself. Just like you love somebody else, you show somebody else that you love them by what? By listening to them. Also, by letting them be where they're at. Yes. If you're hungry yes. and you need food then, in the beginning before clients see me, they argue with their hunger. They tell themselves, "No, I, I shouldn't be hungry." Or, you know, it's not time to eat, or no, let me
0: first get these things done. And you're you say to them, Your body needs to eat something.
1: Absolutely.
0: It's not not kidding when it's feeling a certain way.
1: Right. It's not arbitrary or random when you have a physical need. Just like when your bladder is full, it's not arbitrary or random that you have that sensation to go to the bathroom. Yes, It's a signal it's time to go. However, with hunger, a lot of my clients have learned over the years because of dieting that it's okay to push that off. In fact, I'm being good if I ignore my hunger. That's, That's the right thing to do. And it's really problematic because they end up binging. They end up overeating and having cravings. Yeah, when you go too long, yes. Yes, yeah.
0: Um, this is a side note, but it was actually interesting. Just something that happened to me today. So okay. I always have a snack around eleven p.m. at night, but it's more like a meal because I—it's just fun. I don't know. I just—it's part of what I do. And usually, so I wake since I eat so late at night. I wake up and I'm not really hungry. But this morning, I was—I I was like, "What is that weird sensation? I'm actually hungry this morning." And It was probably meant to be because we were doing this show, but also it just made me think that you could eat the same foods every day and have the same midnight snack, but sometimes your body just needs more, or sometimes you get more hungry at a time that you wouldn't normally. And so I listened to my body, and normally I would, like, wait a little bit, but I ate, you know, first thing because my body was hungry.
1: Good for you. Thank you, Eve. High five. Yeah, So proud of you because – the body is way smarter than we are you know different different things that are happening inside the body shift our caloric needs like you know changes in weather if you're fighting off a cold hormonal shifts if you walked up a hill if i mean so many different things could cause different caloric needs to happen and you don't know this we don't know this cognitively but our body tells us Just listen through the sensation of hunger and so it's interesting because when i went to grad school we learned all of these like So many different equations to try to calculate how many calories somebody would need on a day based on their gender, what's going on with their hormones, if they have a cut or if they have a burn. But turns out the most sophisticated, accurate measurement of knowing when to eat and how much to eat is learning how to listen to your body. Just
0: listen. And our bodies are wise and they're beautiful. And even just from going back to the beginning, just you saying that you teach your clients how to reconnect The body, and not not resent it because it's something that is there with you. It's taken us all throughout life, and it does so much good. So to to give your body love, to have that relationship with your body, love talk live here, you know, yes, loving that body. This is a relationship. It is a relationship. It's a relationship with food, and it's a relationship
1: with your body. And I think it's the foundation that needs to be solid or is wonderful when it's solid before going into relationship with somebody else. Because otherwise, then, then if we don't have that solid relationship with ourselves, we're seeking it from somebody else. And that's always, I see that with my clients so often. You know, they're going on a date. And because they want to be approved of by their date, they may restrict all day and not eat anything at all in preparation for the date so they could eat. To eat normally. To eat normally Enough. or to eat what their date is having. Because they don't want to be rejected. So just the other day I was talking to a client who was afraid of ordering what her body wanted because she wanted to be easygoing with her husband. You know, they just want, she just want, like he likes to order takeout and I don't want to be difficult. I get indigestion and I have heartburn and my cholesterol is starting to go up. But, you know.
0: <sighs> but I I'm going to do what he wants to do.
1: But I want to do what he wants. Because she doesn't have that foundation but, yeah. yet in her self empowerment. She's, yeah, she's working on it.
0: And she'll get there. And she'll if get there. If she's working there. with Eve, she'll get there. And she's getting there. And she's getting there. Yeah. Wow. So do you work with your clients with diets? Because I feel like diets are, like, in the past, it se- from what I know, and I'm not a dietitian, it seems like diets don't really work. Like, yo- the yo-yo effect, um, then there-, there are all these, like, fads of diets. I've always thought that it's better to just have, like, this is my lifestyle. Like, yeah. a healthy lifestyle instead of doing these things, these intense things. So how do you work with your clients on diets, and then also diets with relationship, relationships? Because if you're on a diet where you're like cleansing a day, then you can't really enjoy that cake at dinner. So
1: I love your layered questions. I, I It gets me so excited. I don't know where
0: to begin. I'm a layer. <laughs> My mind is constantly thinking of questions because that's what I do.
1: And it's a sign of super intelligence. So actually, you. you know, I don't work with diets. In fact, I work with my clients to get them off diets because diets, we know this now scientifically, has, they backfire. 95 to 98% of the people who go on a diet with the intention of losing weight, either they don't lose weight at all, or if they do, they gain it back. And usually they don't just gain back the weight, they usually gain back even more. So it turns out one of the biggest predictors of overeating binging having cravings is dieting in the first place and there are real reasons exactly. why this dieting backfires like that and part of it has to do with humans are not meant to restrict themselves when it comes to food and eating Mm-mm. you could think of it kind of like a pendulum you know what that is like on the yes. bottom right you could think of it like this that if somebody's restricting the pendulum starts to swing in one direction what does this pendulum want to do naturally go way back to the other side. Absolutely. Which looks like overeating, obsessing about food, having cravings. How about if I swing this way in the opposite direction? So the greater the restriction and the longer it lasts, the greater the diet backlash. There's even a name for it. It's called diet backlash and it's predictable. I could predict when somebody's going to have diet backlash. The more rigid they are, the more they restrict. It's usually just a matter of time until the backlash happens. And that's one of the reasons why diets don't work. We know this now, and it's really sad because even though we know this, it's in so many different scientific journals. When somebody goes to the doctor, what might a a well-meaning doctor recommend still these days? They still recommend dieting because for some reason, they don't know know, what that missing link is. And that's part of what I work on with my clients. Another really important reason that I think you'll appreciate about why diets don't work Is because when somebody goes on a diet, they really have this intention of eat less. Right? Eat less. Right. And so what they start to do is they start to ignore their hunger. Okay? Sound common enough. Right?
0: Disconnecting.
1: Disconnecting. Which is really interesting because as they learn to disconnect from hunger, the same person also disconnects from fullness. You can't just disconnect. Oh,
0: yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely.
1: You can't just disconnect from hunger. Right, yes. Without disconnecting. It's the
0: extreme once again. The pendulum. Extreme, extreme.
1: Absolutely. So the same person who during the first half of, half of the day did a good job of <laughs> not like eating anything, out.
0: you know, and they're
1: proud of themselves. That's the same person that they get home, and once they start eating, they just can't stop. And they're like, why is this happening? It's because they train themselves to ignore their body. That's why they're so good at overriding the sensation of fullness. It's a cycle.
0: It's a cycle. Yes. That Eve helps people stop.
1: Yes, I love helping people overcome. Heal. 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 Absolutely.
0: So we need to wrap up. Oh, can you? I know she's going to come back because there's still so much more.
1: So much. I had such a I'm having such a great time.
0: Can we tell our viewers how to contact you or if if you know somebody out there who Eve could help? And seriously, the reason why Eve's on the show is because this is something we haven't talked about yet, but truly tackling a a, relationship issue. Tackling an issue with food truly can help your relationships, all of your relationships, and specifically your romantic relationships.
1: Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. In so many different ways. Oh, that's what we'll talk about next time. Next time. So, yes, the way to reach me is I have a website. It's www.vitamineve.com. I think it's somewhere around here or it will be uh, while you're watching this. And what I want to offer your viewers is actually a complimentary coaching session with me. Oh, take it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's, on it on well a,
1: it's on a first-come 1st first serve basis and the way you find it is we can put a link on this page on, on this video
0: um, yes and or when we post we're tagging and we're posting all over the social medias
1: so there it'll be involved it'll be on one of the links it's my complimentary food freedom call and during that call it's a full coaching session it's private it's with me we'll really get we will really take some time to get clear on what it is you want to accomplish and from there, we'll go over the things that are sabotaging you, keeping you stuck, so you know exactly what to do. You'll leave the call feeling inspired and motivated to finally get this handled. It's, it's really a lovely call that I love to share
0: with people who would like it. And probably even the clients that call me, from that first call, you already feel lighter. Oh. So it sounds like they would probably already In- feel a little relief.
1: Interesting choice of language right there. Lighter. Lighter. Yeah. Lighter. Exactly. Yeah, very Pun
0: good. intended. <laughs> And as always, you can reach out to me on my website, www.therelationshipexpert.com, and all of my social media is listed there. So thank you for joining us today. This was so inspirational to our viewers, and I'm sure you're going to get contacted. Can't wait. So thank you. Join us next week. Love Talk Live. Have a great evening. Bye. You're listening to Love Talk Live with the relationship expert, Jamie Bronstein, only on LA Talk Radio.